Welcome to the Sent from Disneyland podcast. Pure age relives fond memories of the past. If it's your first time joining us, welcome. On this podcast, we'll take a journey into the past and explore Disneyland and Disneyland history with mementos, snapshots, and postcards sent from Disneyland from 1955 to the present. The postcards from this episode will be viewable on Instagram at sentfromdisneyland or on my website, sentfromdisneyland.com. Today, I'm starting off by thanking my patrons from patreon.com. You can join in and receive mail from my desk or from my trips to Disneyland. I'm currently working on some new patron benefits. Patrons can sign up for as little as a dollar per month. Special thanks to Random Olive, the first patron to this podcast, and to the e-ticket patrons to Nia, Eric Daniels, Monica Seats Vega, Scott Booker, Russ Romano, Michael and Christina Cross, Scott Cagle, Joe Gamble, and Sheila Harry. C-ticket patrons, series inquiries only, Debbie Weinstein, Jennifer Schneep, Grace Coat, Ben and Noel Bruning, and Patty Wool. B-Ticket Patrons, the Disney Rewind Podcast, and Jeff and Paige Orton. And to the A-Ticket Patrons, Elise Sharp, Zealot Infinity, Alexis Robles, Maggie and Henry Byers, Angelica Nablock, and the All Aboard Podcast. I am your host, your post-host, Clocky. And today, we have two postcards sent from Disneyland. The front of our first postcard has the Ethan Allen submarine heading on a voyage of liquid space. To the right, you can see Monorail Blue and the Skyway Bucket heading in and out of Tomorrowland. On the back, it reads, Submarine Ride. In Tomorrowland, you'll explore the mysteries of the seven seas aboard authentic submarines, viewing the lost continent of Atlantis, the Mermaid Lagoon, and traveling beneath the polar ice cap. It's postmarked February 4th, 1965, with a More Will Live, The More You Give, Heart Fund, Anaheim Cancel, and a five-cent black and white George Washington postage stamp, Scott number 1213. I assume they visit the park on Wednesday, February 3rd, when park hours were from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. The weather was a high of 69 and a low of 48. Park attendance that day was 6,406. It's addressed to a Mrs. Rudy Johnson of Minneapolis, Minnesota. It reads, Hi, we rode this. We are having a ball. Beautiful weather. I sure hate to start out for home next week, thinking of all that cold weather. Mabel. Back in episode 31, sent from the kitchen, we looked at the transition from the Red Wagon Inn to the Plaza Inn. I recently acquired a Summer 65 Vacation Line magazine with a full article entitled, Disneyland's Newest Restaurant, The Plaza Inn. The article begins with a brief introduction stating, A new concept in elegant dining was unveiled at Disneyland this summer. With the opening of, the Plaza Inn on Main Street, USA. Already a favorite with thousands of people who enjoy Disneyland's Summer 65 celebration, the Plaza Inn is a major addition to the Magic Kingdom's ever-growing facilities. The plush Victorian Plaza Inn restaurant is one of the highlights of Disneyland's year-long tencennial birthday celebration. It continues with a description of the seating area, available for guests, which hasn't changed much over the years. Reading, Lavish application of luxurious red brocade, gleaming crystal, Dramatic stained glass and generous use of mirrors create a most magnificent Victorian atmosphere in the antique studded foyer and two large dining rooms. This theme also prevails on two peripheral dining porches and a pair of spacious umbrella-shaded dining terraces, which flank the entrance promenade. Having eaten at the Plaza Inn multiple times, I have had the privilege to eat in both the dining rooms, on at least one of the porches, and in both of the dining terraces with a view of Sleeping Beauty Castle and with a view of the end of Main Street. After describing the price and Walt's purpose for the restaurant, the next section has some details which I need to look for during my next visit to the park. Stepping inside the grand foyer, guests find themselves surrounded by crimson appointments, 
accented by authentic antiques, complemented by specifically created furnishings. One of the most interesting items is a superbly handcrafted gilded wooden clock and matching barometer, the work of master craftsmen executed in 1840 at Versailles. These pieces in the style of Louis XV introduce the Plaza Inn Boy on a Dolphin motif found in many of its furnishings. The 17 wall-mounted bronze and crystal sconces, each crowned with a rosette, were designed especially for the inn. They utilize world-famous Baccarat crystal and Parisian bronze. The 24 basket chandeliers are also of Baccarat crystal and bronze. Looking at the images of the buffet area, I know there has been some remodeling since 1965, mostly allowing for more guests to move around and additional stations for guests looking for entrees versus guests looking for salads or desserts. One of the images of the dining room has a quartet with two violins, a stand-up bass or cello, and an accordion. The accordionist at Plaza Inn was mentioned recently in episode 173 of this podcast, as I was looking at entertainment options in the park in 1973. Some more details listed include that the Plaza Inn sees three to 4,000 guests a day, and the total capacity of the dining areas is 602, with both terraces able to take 174 guests, the porch area able to hold 88 guests, and one dining room able to hold 66 diners, and the other able to hold 100 diners. The larger indoor dining room was also able to be sectioned off for private parties. I wonder if it still can be sectioned off. I personally haven't seen any private parties or receptions held there. Do you know what's great to put on a special greeting card? Vintage stamps from Enfield Post. Be sure to check out the special Sunday sales at EP Sunday Sale on Instagram. It's a great way to add a little bit of flair to a birthday card, holiday card, or a postcard. That's EP Sunday Sale on Instagram or you can head over to EnfieldPost.com and explore all the different vintage stamps you can use on your next card or letter. That's E-N-F-I-E-L-D-P-O-S-T on Instagram and EnfieldPost.com for your wedding and vintage postage needs. Enfield Post is the official postage stamp sponsor of the Sent from Disneyland podcast. The front of our next postcard has the Matterhorn and its reflection. In between, you can see guests, some umbrellas, and the horse-drawn streetcar leaving the hub. On the back, it reads, Matterhorn Mountain, a Disneyland landmark, the snow-capped Matterhorn Mountain towers majestically over all of the Magic Kingdom. High-speed bobsled runs carry guests down its slopes and through a glacier grotto inside the mountain. It's postmarked July 22, 1965, with an Anaheim cancel and a five-cent black-and-white George Washington postage stamp, Scott number 1213. I assume they visit the park on Wednesday, July 21st, and Thursday, July 22nd, when park hours were from 9 a.m. to midnight on both days. The weather was a high around 80 and a low around 56 for both days. Park attendance was 40,391 on Wednesday and 38,521 on Thursday. It's addressed to a Mr. and Mrs. L. Bree of San Francisco, California. It reads, Hi there. This was really something. We arrived yesterday at noon, have been out to Disneyland twice, are going out again this evening. See you soon, Tom and Evelyn. One major change at the Plaza Inn listed in the article is the hostess. Currently there is a host or hostess position, a cast member who stands near the front doors to keep the buffeteria area well managed, or not too crowded, while guests choose from the food options, grab drinks, and utensils before paying at one of the cashiers, located next to the two dining rooms. The article describes the hostess feature like this. After guests have made their selections, they are met by a hostess. She assists them to comfortable seating for their meal. Guests may choose to sit in the dining rooms, on the porches, or on the terraces. 
This no-menu, no-check arrangement permits guests to spend virtually all of their dining time enjoying their meals. In addition, it also gives them the pleasure of seeing the food displays as they make their selections. There's plenty of seating at the Plaza Inn on good weather days, but sometimes it might be helpful to have a cast member monitoring the tables and helping guests find seating in the indoor dining rooms. Finally, the article describes the backstage area, including a kitchen and the 2,120-square-foot bakery, and suggests that you plan to enjoy lunch or dinner at the Plaza Inn during your next visit to the Magic Kingdom. I'm not sure if the bakery is still directly behind the Plaza Inn, but I do plan on stopping by to have lunch or dinner there on my next trip. After rereading the article, it's interesting that there is no mention of what the Plaza Inn serves. Looking at my 1966 Disneyland map, it lists salad specialties, hot sandwiches, hot entrees, roast chicken, roast beef, chopped sirloin, steak, French pastries, cream pies, layer cakes, and children's plates, with a price range of $0.35 to $1.50 for breakfast, $0.95 to $1.25 for lunch, and $0.95 to $2.75 for dinner. This incoming postcard is sponsored by the Art Throwdown. Art Throwdown, or ATD, is an online craft hour on Instagram, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific. Be sure to check out Monday's ATD, which is usually hosted by a paper artist, Russ Romano. I see many amazing art projects, learned about awesome postmarks, postage stamp history, and a lot more on different episodes. It's great to stop in for an hour to watch someone craft or design something unique. Each host brings something a little different to each show. I'll list some of the regular hosts, or you can follow Russ Romano 2021 on Instagram. The front of my incoming postcard has line drawings of the Disneyland Railroad poster, ready to be colored in. On the back it reads, From Art of Coloring, Poster Art of the Disney Parks, Not for Individual Resale. From the Disneyland Railroad poster, Disneyland, 1977, by Jim Michelson, Ernie Prinz Horn, and Rudy Lord. It's postmarked October 28, 2022, with a Santa Ana cancel and a Red Barn Forever postcard postage stamp. It's got number 5547. It reads, Clocky, sitting at Rancho del Zocalo, after enjoying a fantastic meal. It's been great spending the evening with you and your wife. Let's get those tiki mugs tomorrow. Have a spooky Halloween. Take care, Scott. 10 Thank you so much for the postcard, Scott. I received this postcard a while ago. The tiki mugs mentioned were the Trader Sam's Haunted Mansion gargoyle mugs, which you had to wake up early to get an order reservation and pay for them. I was able to snag two, but Scott was not able to get any. But I only needed one, and by chance... A few weeks later, I was back near the park and was able to get another two as an additional shipment was delivered. The second time, the mugs came with a complimentary drink. I was leaving for the airport and opted for the two non-alcoholic drinks and headed on my way. Thanks for listening to Sent from Disneyland. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and tell your friends. It would be awesome to share your favorite episode. There are over 100 episodes to choose from. It would also help to leave a five-star rating and comment on whatever podcast platform you use. If you'd like to support the show financially, please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash sentfromdisneyland. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at sentfromdisneyland or on Twitter at sentfromdisney. For questions and comments, send me a postcard addressed to sentfromdisneyland, P.O. Box 44, Hood, California, 95639. This podcast is not affiliated with Disney, the United States Postal Service, or any post office or Disney properties. Opinions expressed on this podcast belong to its host and guests of the Sent from Disneyland podcast. 